It's the weekend, so it's time to count down the top 10 conversations we had, plus an interview with someone who knows the news and will give you their unique perspective on some of the top stories we talked about. This is Conversation Weekly Wrap-Up Podcast for the week ending April 28, 2017. Welcome to the podcast. This is the weekly wrap-up podcast for This is the Conversation. How's that? This is the conversation.com. And of course, this is the top 10 biggest conversations we had over the week, the week ending the 28th of April 2017, plus some that obviously didn't quite make the top 10, things that didn't quite uh, weren't, weren't quite big enough for that big listing. We had some very large ones this week, some that were pretty surprising that were higher responders than others. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. I'm the moderator here for This is a Conversation. Make sure you're following us online so you can join us for all the conversations on the trending topics, the hot topics, and some of the topics that get slightly overlooked because of the big mainstream media coverage. When they get caught in the big story and breaking news, they can't really go to a 101-year-old uh, winning a 100-yard uh, a meter race. Well, we'll get to that in just a bit. Uh, but if you want to check it out, go to us, follow us on, on Twitter. This, I'm sorry, on Twitter, TH underscore conversation. On Facebook, look for us at This Is The Conversation. And you can also go to thisistheconversation.com where all of our conversations house at the website. Plus, you can find a link where you can apply for the conversation survey panel. Along with this chat thing we do, we also chat with you uh, on behalf of various companies who are looking for their opinions on their products, their services, and just general ideas how things are going, how the wind's blowing, if you must, if you must say that way. So if you go to thisistheconversation.com slash survey panel, you can apply for the survey panel. It's pretty easy. It's fill out a form. And if we send you a survey, there's no qualifying survey to see if you actually occur for it. Uh, we don't randomize the surveys as much as we go through the list of people that qualify, send it to them, and you get paid after you do that survey. It's that simple. Find out more information at thisistheconversation.com slash survey panel. Now, let's get on to the top 10, and then the also-rans, the ones that didn't quite make it to the top 10 for this past week. At number 10, this is a story about Verizon and their merge of Yahoo and AOL, two properties that Verizon, one has bought, AOL, two is pr probably still going to buy Yahoo, unless some really weird things happen, although it's really weird things happen. But the big story about this is they're merging those two into one property. It will be called Oath. What it will do is probably be the last bat bastion of what's left of the content providing properties of Yahoo and 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 a AOL, almost um, an oath, and it will dump pretty much all of Yahoo's remaining top leadership, including Mercer Meyer. Mercer Meyer was was of course reportedly getting a twenty three million dollar golden parachute for failing at raising the Titanic that was Yahoo. The rumors have it now with added stock and some other incentives, it'll be close to $140 million to go away when everything is said and done. So, so much for being the person, the, the leadership to take things in a great direction. She took it down. She's taking a lot of money with her as she leaves. The Raiders and the Seahawks in the NFL have reached an agreement on terms of a man named Marshawn Lynch. If you do not know who this man is, is a code name, his nickname, Beast mode. He's known for running. Running. He's a running back known for scoring touchdowns, eating skittles, and holding his junk when he jumps into the end zone. Uh, he's back in the NFL after retiring. He's he was young. He was still very much in his prime. And because he's uh, he he's himself 
pretty cheap, lived off his endorsement money. He hadn't spent a dime of any contract money. He essentially had the time to go roam the world and ride camels and do anything he wanted to. After a couple of years of being out of football, He's coming back, and he's coming back to help out his hometown in a sense. His well, his hometown is Oakland, and he's beloved in the Oakland area. Uh, went to school there, near there, and just um, loves the city, loves the area. And with the leaving of the Raiders, moving to Las Vegas in two years, he will be basically the biggest draw they can get to keep people coming to the games in Oakland until they go to Vegas. And just think about that beast mode in Vegas every single weekend. That'd be a pretty awesome thing to see. So beast mode is back in football and back at home in Oakland. A deal worked out because the Seahawks, of course, had his rights from his retirement, and they worked out a deal to get beast mode on the Raiders. Now, the State Department uh, backs away from a promotion they had calling Mar-a-Lago Trump's Winter White House, which isn't such a bad thing, except the fact that Trump's Winter White House uh, basically comes along with a big price tag that's been doubled from $100,000 to $200,000 to uh, basically live in the Trump Resort at the moment, which he's, of course, not supposed to be making any money off of. And we're pretty sure he's taking some money out of that hat. State Department is backing away from the Mar-a-Lago thing, especially since there's a lot of talk about why the president has spent so much time in Mar-a-Lago, not Washington, in his first 100 days, and the people in the area not being so keen on the security costs it takes to run things when Trump's there for his long weekends. Harvard researchers found a second copy of the Declaration of Independence in England. So this is essentially one of the copies sent to King George, or sent to England, to um, tell off the the king on July 4th, back in 1776. That's a big find, to find another copy of that big document for us here in the USA. Uh, Macron and Le Pen, I think my chance to do my fake uh, accents from French. Uh, last weekend was a big weekend for elections in France where Macron and Le Pen, who were two independent candidates, are going to be in the runoff in about a week or so in France. Now, what that represents is a breakaway from the major parties making into the runoff because they came out third and fifth in the runnings. It wasn't a full, complete, just like we have here in the States, it wasn't a complete victory, a, a 51% victory by a party. So those two people are running off for what's essentially the life of France to go either middle stream or far right. We'll see how far they go or how far they don't go in the next coming weeks. Happy Days, Aaron Moran was found dead at age 56 last weekend as well. That was one of the bigger stories. That comes in at number five, by the way. A story that didn't quite make it into the top ten was the autopsy reports for Aaron Moran. People, of course, went to assuming that because she's had some very public issues with drugs and drug-related things, that it was a drug-related death, that something happened based on drugs. Her autopsy is basically saying that it was stage four cancer, a very, very bad cancer, untreated. That was her eventual cause of death. Uh, But many people, of course, will attribute that not getting treatment for cancer as part of the issue she had with her long-going drug problems. So Happy Days star Aaron Moran, of course, Joni Cunningham, and Joni from Joni Cunningham from Happy Days and Joni Lenz-Chavici has died at the age of 56. Number four is Dale Hearn Jr. He announced that he would retire from racing, NASCAR racing, at the end of the season in 2017. He was going to get out of the game. He was having issues with all sorts of things, like concussions and back spasms, and just his body just not 
just not cooperating with what needs to be done for an athlete in general and a race car driver in particular. So he's going to get out of the game. He still has plenty of money in the game since he owns the company he's racing for. And maybe you'll see him doing some TV stuff here or there if they can work out some contracts but that aren't conflicts in the racing because his, his – his knowledge is a big-time deal. Of course, second-generation racer, his father died a few years ago, or maybe more than a few years ago at this point. Dale Earnhardt Jr. died in a crash on the track. Dale Earnhardt, Joe Earnhardt, still Earnhardt Sr., I should say, died in on the track. Jr. will probably not have the deal with that fate for much longer or the chance of that fate as he's getting out of racing in a few months. Our number three was a story from last weekend as well where the New York Times posted a list of 20 advisors to, to Donald Trump, people that aren't, quote-unquote, White House people. Now, some of those people are in the White House, including Jared Kushner and his daughter Ivanka. Uh, some of those people are tied around various companies and corporations. A lot of the people happen to be working at Fox News, uh, Trump's very favorite two-news station. One person that took umbrage of this was not Rupert Murdoch, the uh, owner of, of the parent company for Fox News, or Roger Ailes, the former uh, president of Fox News, who was, of course, ousted after all the talk about the uh, sexual harassment deals and issues he had there at the company. But it was Sean Hannity, the host, now the number one host at Fox News, based on um, the other guy getting knocked out because of sexual harassment issues. Sean Hannity uh, didn't like the way he was portrayed as someone that the president would talk to on the phone in off hours. He, of course, loves the fact that he's talked to the president on television and wants to believe that, wants people to believe that he's big on and endorsing and advising the president on the air in live real time when cameras are rolling. Not so much, you know conversations on the back end, things that aren't public. So he wasn't too thrilled about that, but he's still on the list. Number two for this week was the saga continues for Sean Hannity, oddly enough, as he is accused of sexual harassment. Now, we'll go, we're going to see how far this goes back, but Sean Hannity, on a different note to be upset about the media, was accused himself of sexual harassment by a former staffer there at Fox News. We'll see if anything comes to fruition on this one. The big issue that got rid of Sean Hannity, or, or sorry, got rid of of Bill O'Reilly was the fact that the O'Reilly factor was already charging up plenty of uh, counterclaims and plenty of money being paid off to pay off some of these accounts and Roger Ailes in the same various spades. A lot of people going really public, especially the uh, the lawsuit put forth by Gretchen Carlson, who says she was literally demoted and dropped piece by piece to eventually the point uh, because he she was essentially not taking Ailes' advances. And, and, of course, Bill O'Reilly just being kind of a blustery uh, person in general, just kind of shouting out nonsense. Uh, Sean Hannity essentially in the same boat. We'll see how far this goes and if any other people are implemented in these sort of things. The number one story of the week, of the conversation of the week, was uh, Trump has the lowest approval ratings of any modern president, period. Nowhere near the numbers of of Reagan or, or Kennedy, who, of course, are the tops of the list. And there's some very low numbers for people, including Carter and Bush and Obama and Bush and folks there. But out of all modern presidents, since I've been basically keeping an eye on this poll to see if there is an approval rating, how well the country seems to be going for him, not so much their supporters. Um, Trump is at the lowest of the low. He's There's record lows. No one's been as low as he has in his quote-unquote first 100 days. Now, uh, here's the kicker of that. When asked people, when asked by the pollsters, people who voted for Trump, or I should say 
When people who voted for Trump were asked by pollsters would they vote for him again, only 2% said they would not. 98% of the people that voted for Trump would vote for him again, even though the overall number of approval ratings based on everyone says that only around 30% to 40% of people actually approve of what's going on in the presidency based on the way Trump's running things. Now, that's the number one top story with the best uh, response for conversations. Had a 48% higher conversation rate than the saga uh, Sean Hannity in number two. So that's how much higher this one was in On Your Minds. Some also-rans, things that didn't quite make the top ten, include Larry Page backing a startup in Silicon Valley that is going to produce a flying car. They actually have a prototype of something that is a flying car-ish thing, and they're going to actually produce flying cars fairly soon. And Google has some cash, so they can make that work out. Speaking of cash, Derek Jeter and Jeb Bush were apparently part of a group that bought the Miami Marlins. So Derek Jeter will now be the boss of a baseball team in Florida because all old Yankees make their way down to Florida. And Jeb Bush, whose brother was in baseball but got out to do politics, uh, is getting, getting out of politics to apparently do baseball. The Weed Nuns of California was a story that I thought was pretty keen. There are a batch of nuns. There's a, monast- there's a, a convent in in California that is growing high-quality cannabis and hoping to get it spread out to those folks in need of it for pain relief. So that was a pretty big one on that one. Happening uh, just yesterday, ESPN ex- uh, was expected and, and fired probably about 100 on-air personalities. We don't know the full number because they didn't say exactly who they fired. But if you follow the social media feeds for the day, you saw various people announcing they were being fired or had been fired. And I should say two days ago because we recording this on Friday. This happened on Wednesday. One name that was very notable was Ed Warder, who was um, a who was an ESPN analyst based out of Philly. And by the way, he was going to cover the NFL draft the next day, which was in Philly. That, of course, did not happen. Ann Coulter's speech at UC Berkeley canceled again because of security concerns, which should probably concern us all that we can have a safe speech in any town, especially in a college town. A 101-year-old woman won the 100-meter dash in the World Masters Games. Now, it's not exactly fair because she was the only woman in that category, so she ran against herself. All she had to do was basically finish it. But, hey, if you're 101 years old and you can run a 100-yard dash, why not get the medal to you? I'm, I'm all about, about that. We also had one more, Arkansas, going through its fourth execution in eight days. That happened actually yesterday, so I didn't have a lot of time to marinate in the conversation, but it did pop up some conversation, not quite top ten conversation. Of course, Arkansas dealing with the expiration of a drug as a part of the cocktail used for for executions, and there were some reports by some of the media that witnessed the execution that the effectiveness of the whole thing apparently wasn't as strong as the first ones or not as strong as it should have been as when within 15 minutes of the actual execution uh the body of the man being executed basically went to kick fits and kicks as if you know he was struggling and was not completely um passed out and paralyzed as he should have been through the procedure so we'll see if arkansas is able to finish out these executions this weekend the expiration date on the drug that puts the person to sleep is this month so it might be already losing its effectiveness in the use for uh, executions coming up and new york earmarks millions of dollars 16 million per exactly to um, buy mayor bill de blasio to fight donald trump in 2018 they're fighting him by 
putting lawyers on retainer, $60 million worth of retention, retention for lawyers to fight illegal immigrant deportation. So Trump wants to get rid of illegals, and New York is going to essentially become one of those sanctuary cities he's complaining about and is spending money, city money, city budget money, to keep Trump from getting rid of deportations. We'll see how well all that stuff works out for both sides, for Bill de Blasio and for Donald Trump. I'm sure it'll be very interesting. Meanwhile, thank you for joining us for all the interesting conversations we had over the past seven days. We cannot have conversations without you. So if you want to have more conversations and find us in more places, we are mainly on the social media. I call it the social media. On Facebook, you can search for This is the Conversation. That's us. On Twitter, it's TH underscore conversation. And, of course, stop by the website where all the conversations get posted more or less in real time. They're based off the Twitter feed. or trying to find more ways to get more time for us to work on things. So you may see some more sponsorship things or things popping up. So we can pay somebody to do some extra typing. This is the conversation.com. That's the main website. And all the conversations housed there. Of course, the podcast housed there as well. And the big deal is the fact that we have the conversation survey panel. Now, we're not making as much money as we'd like to. But what we do have coming in, we are sharing with you. And we do this by having our own conversation survey panel and surveys for you to fill out for various companies who are looking for your input on ideas, on products, on services, and on general well-beings of things. You go to the website, thisistheconversation.com slash survey panel, apply, that just means fill out the form, and it tells us what categories you want to be asked questions on. We ask you questions on those categories. We don't make you do another questionnaire just to figure out if you qualify for it. If we send you a questionnaire, do the questionnaire. We'll pay you directly through your PayPal account. That's how we're working this thing. Find out information about getting that taken care of in your life by going to thisistheconversation.com slash survey panel. Thank you so much for being a part of all our conversations. As we said, Twitter, TH underscore conversation. This is the conversation on Facebook and this is conversation.com more on the issues that I like to deal with on projects and subjects and other things at my main website jclevenpain.net and more in the way of conversations come Monday for the podcast that will wrap up what we missed on the weekend what we talked about on the weekend and of course next Saturday we'll have a full top 10 of the biggest conversations we had with you for this conversation